Amen. Hey, once again, we're in our study, World Religions, Colts and the Alcohol. Pastor Bobby, it's number 14. What's the title? Witchcraft and the Rise of the Witch. That's right. Give it up for the front row people right there. Uh, always getting it right. It's like I got it written on the board for you or something. I don't know. Something cool is going on there. But anyway, that's right. By way of recap, uh, we've already seen certainly the definition of uh, witchcraft and Wicca. They're basically synonymous. Uh, they both mean the same thing. The types, the location, the protection, who it is. That's right. Jesus. Right. Then we took a look at the history. We went all the way around the world. And we stopped in Europe because not only dealt with European witchcraft, but that's where a lot of Wicca basically came out of and then hopped upon came here to America. Then we took a look at their beliefs, their symbols, and the last two times we've been dealing with their practices, the practices of Wicca, okay, that God clearly condemns Old Testament, New Testament. It just doesn't stop all over the Bible because God loves people. He tells them, don't get involved in this stuff. It's demonic. It will lead you astray. And we need to love people enough to speak out about that. Right? Exactly. So if a car was coming and somebody was going to get hit, what would you say? Well, I don't want to lower your self-esteem. I better just smile and wave at you. No, you'd say something, right? Well, God loves people. He knows you get involved with this stuff. Man, you are headed and playing with fire. Okay? And this is demonic. You don't. You got to speak up if you love them. Okay? But we've seen so far the practices, certainly with divination, all different kinds. We took a look at their calendar. And uh, that dictates literally the, what's called the wheel of the year. And then last time we took a look at their rituals, okay, and uh, the things they do when they get together. Now, why do they do what they do when they get together? Because of the witchcraft called law of attraction. Uh, in other words, to, they do it so they get what they want. This is what they want in life, and so they go through these rituals to get it. Well, the shocker, uh, the charismatic church via the word faith false teachers, it's the exact same thing. The whole same premise is straight out of witchcraft. That's why we spent 42 weeks on our study, Charismatic Chaos. They're doing the same thing, right? Uh, And so what do you do? The first step we saw there with the rituals was purification. We saw there with the incense and the smudging prayers and stuff. And hey, shocker, who else does that? Catholicism. That's very interesting. Uh, And then what's the next step? Well, you got to build that altar. That altar could be in the home. It could be outside the home. Well, hey, who also does that? Uh, interesting. That's Catholicism. Anybody starting to see a pattern? Yeah, that was our study last week. And then, of course, you got to draw the circle, right? And then you got to get in the circle and start your invocation, right? To start getting what you want, supposedly, from these deities or the goddess and things of that nature. And anybody else do the same thing? Praying to dead people and stuff? Yeah, it's the same thing. That's an interesting thing. Then, typically, it's a good time to start doing your spells and, and things of that nature and then start ringing those bells. Anybody else doing any bells, too? And their practices and rituals that they go about. Anybody starting to see a pattern here? Very interesting. Uh, And then when you you finish it out with what's called the uh, ritual, the cakes and ale, where you got to give uh, food and offering and and things to the deity and say, thanks for giving me everything I wanted, uh, basically. Okay, anybody else do that? Yeah, and that's where we saw with the Virgin Mary that basically Catholicism has turned into what? Okay, the queen of heaven, the goddess worship that God condemned in the Old Testament, and that's the exact same phrase. They don't even hide that. But folks, that's basically what Catholicism has done. They've taken Mary and turned her into the pagan female goddess worship. Okay, it's the same thing, and it's no wonder uh, that their rituals are also uh, carbon copies straight out of the occult as well. And what we saw the last two studies, Catholicism didn't just paganize the occult calendar, okay, and that's where you get Halloween and and it's all been, you know, this All Saints Day to worship the dead people and communicate with them. Uh, but also, basically what they've done is they've taken pagan practices and Catholicized them as well. But here's my point. The Catholics and the occult and the witches get away with it. You know why? Because the church is what? Mm-hmm. 
Mum's the word. Don't say nothing, right? And so they keep getting away with it because nobody knows. If you don't know anything about the occult or witchcraft, and God speaks about it, Old New Testament has been seen throughout our study, then guess what? They keep getting away with it. And that is part of the reason why that we're seeing what God said would happen in the last days. You're seeing a major mega rise of witchcraft. And let's take a look at that text. And this is what was going to happen in the seven-year tribulation, right? We're going to see in Revelation chapter 9 is our opening text. And God said, and this is in the seven-year tribulation, but listen to how bad that society is, right? And... uh, that, uh, and this is in the trumpet judgments. You've got the seal judgments, and then trumpet judgments, and then at the, towards the final end and uh, is the bold judgment. So this is at the trumpet judgments. And verse 20, Revelation 9, page 1948 in my Bible, Debbie. All right, what is it in yours? 1716. 1716. So if that helps you, turn to 17. Okay, that's right. But anyway, that's right. Uh, but anyway, verse 20 says this. The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues still did what? They did not repent of the work of their hands. And they did not stop what? Are you serious? We're going to have a a society where people are not just going to worship, but worship demons? Uh, Yeah, we're going to get into that too. Okay, and and, and demons and idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, you know, like what we saw with witchcraft and the figurines and even Catholicism with their figurines and all that stuff. And that's big in that deal. Uh, Idols that cannot see, hear, walk, nor did they repent of their what? Murders? Well, man, if you're worshiping demons, what do demons do? They're not just liars. They're what? Murderers, right? Uh, But also in the occult, what do they have to do? They don't just sacrifice herbs. They sacrifice animals and people as well, right? And then, not only that, they still wouldn't repent of that, but also their what? Their magic, arts, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. Now, we've seen this passage before, but basically the magic arts there is pharmakeia, uh, in the Greek, and pharmakeia is where we get our English word pharmacy, so certainly it implies drug usage. Do we see drug usage going through the roof? Yeah. Are drugs important in the occult and the occult and things of that nature? Yeah, that's what gets them into an altered state of consciousness, okay, and things of that nature, but it's specifically drug usage fostered by the dark arts, and that's why that word there in context is translated magic arts, or some translation will uh, translate sorcery or witchcraft. Because that's what it is. So basically, in a nutshell, God says, here's what you can expect, right? The society leading up to the seven-year tribulation, it's going to get so bad, you're going to see a massive increase globally of what? Witchcraft, the occult, sorcery. Do we see any signs of that? Yes, exactly. Has anybody else's uh, minds been open to just how bad it is and how big and as widespread it is when we went just through our history section? Blew my mind away. Right? And it's been going on the whole time since the Tower of Babel. But what we're seeing is why? How did that happen? Well, there's two things that we're going to see as to why I believe we're living the days that's preparing the way for Revelation 9, the seven-year tribulation society. Right? How did it get so bad with the occult? Two things are happening. Number one, right now we are seeing a massive, and this is our topic tonight, a massive promotion of Wicca on a massive scale. Back in the day, back when we were growing up, if you wanted to learn something about the dark arts, there was no internet. They didn't promote it like they do on TV and the media today. Okay, you had to basically go in the backwoods alley in some dark uh, seedy bookstore, or you had to have somebody who was involved in it, and they took you over to their house and their back library and got you introduced to that. 
but not anymore. It's everywhere. It's being promoted on a scale that just blows me away. We're going to talk about that tonight. But that's only half of the reason why it is increasing on a massive scale. The other half is the church is keeping their mouth shut on it. And that's not only allowing them to rise with basically zero hindrance, but the people who are doing that, churches, pastors, I don't care who you are, you're actually fulfilling another prophecy that God said would come in the last days. Now open your Bibles to that one. That's 2 Timothy 4. 2 Timothy 4. We've seen this several times before as well in our other studies. And, uh, but I think there's two reasons why, right? There's a major mega promotion and witchcraft and the occult is getting away with it because the church is, while it's being promoted on a massive scale, the church is keeping their mouth shut. But see, you got to play the funny reindeer games, right? You got to keep the show going, right? Because you're a church, right? You know, you gotta, there's people coming. You got to do something. Well, you ain't teaching God's word, so what are you going to do? Well, God called this out 2,000 years ago, right? 2 Timothy chapter 4, 1 through 5. Here's what uh, Paul says to young pastor Timothy. Here's some great instructions for a young pastor starting out. Here's what he said. The Spirit clearly says when? In the latter times, folks, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits. Okay, uh, and actually that's 1 Timothy, and that's a great passage as well. Okay, but in 2 Timothy 4... Uh, Paul says this, in presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and now in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. What? Preach the word. Now, is that some of it? Do you get to skip around? Is that leaving out a third of it? Or as we saw last week, basically, you keep chopping out not just prophecy, but then don't talk about sin, don't talk about hell, don't talk about repentance, uh, don't, and you're left with the tables and measures. Is that what he said? No, you preach the word uh, and, and do it just only when people like it. No, what's he say? You better buck up, buddy. Be prepared in season, out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage. Whoa, wait a second there. Only one of those was pleasant. I mean, it's nice to be encouraged. What's the other two-thirds saying? When the word of God is preached, two-thirds of the time, according to this passage, what should you be doing? Squirming in your seats. You get corrected. You get rebuked. And if you're going to a church service and you never feel corrected and you never get rebuked, somebody's not teaching the Bible. Think about it. I'm just quoting Bible. Think about that. If all you ever get is encouraged, somebody's skipping two-thirds of the Scripture on average. That's not a faithful preacher or teacher, Sunday school. I don't care who it is. Right? Preach the word, right? With great patience and careful instruction. Why? Here it is. For a time will come when men will not put up a sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they're going to what? Gather around them a great number. That's a massive, massive number. Not just a couple. A great number of teachers who will what? Say what their itching ears want to hear. Now, notice it isn't just the shepherds, so-called shepherds, selling out. The hirelings who don't give a, a rip about the congregation, who won't preach the word. Right? Notice who's the one taking the initiative. It's not just the shepherds, uh, so-called, selling out. It's what? The churches. The churches. Is, there's two reasons this is going on in our day, folks. It's not just, oh, those pastors, those... And, and that's true. It's the churches when we hire those guys. So even if you are a faithful pastor, okay, preaching the word in season, they don't want you. And they'll kick you out or they flat out won't hire you. Or if you got hired and you got convicted and corrected and rebuked by God saying, you better start preaching the word, pastor. And then you start doing it, they'll fire you. And I got stories of that actually happening. Okay, folks. So he says this, and, but, but you, you got to keep the show going. So what do you do? Well, uh, they'll turn their way, ears away from the truth and turn aside to miss. But you, Timothy, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship and do the work of what? 
an evangelist. So you preach the word and you what? Share the gospel. Notice it's not one or the other. Notice it's not, well, just only the, you know, the pastor, he's the only one. That, I don't have the gift of evangelism. No, you preach the word, you evangelize, right? It's not mutually exclusive, right? And the reason why the pastor preaches the word is so the church, the saints, can get equipped to get out there and do what? Evangelize, right? Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Now, we've seen this passage uh, a lot before, but let's break it down. The word they're itching, okay, is the Greek word kinetho, and it means to desire only that which is pleasant, okay? The word they're muthos in the, uh, is the Greek word uh, miss there in the English, and it literally means stories made up. So let's turn that one together. This is a sign that you live in the last days. Revelation 9, you're in the last days when you start to see a rise of the occult, witchcraft, sorcery, things of that nature. That's happening. Here's another sign. When you go to a so-called church service, basically the only thing you get from the pulpit is only pleasant things and stories made up. What are we describing? About, my guess would be, 95% of the so-called American church. So the church is fulfilling this prophecy in a negative way. Now here's my whole point in bringing that up. Guess what? Why is the occult getting away with it? Why does Catholicism get to keep doing their occult rituals, but nobody ever calls them out on it? Because nobody's preaching the word. 95% of the churches don't preach it, right? And it's because God said that's what happened in the last days. We're living it live. We are living it live. They're getting away with it because people aren't preaching the word. Now, just to show you what people want. Remember Kenetho? Only pleasant things, right? In other words, give me just a bunch of fluff. Make me feel good, Right? Let me give you an example of just how far it's gone that the church is craving. Remember, the church is the one that takes the initiative. The church is craving nothing but fluff. Don't give me the word. I only want that which is pleasant. Let me give you the proof. Right now, folks, according to 95% of the church, you and I got it all wrong on this teaching the Bible stuff. I mean, don't you know that when you teach the Bible, if you start using that S word, sin, Oh, people are going to leave. Numbers going to go down. Your finances are going to go down. You're going to go belly up. You can't do that. That's not how you're supposed to do church. First of all, you don't do church. We are the church. This is not a business, right? People aren't products, right? They're not just a number to notch on your belt. This ain't just about money. It's about the truth. It's about eternity. It's about lives on the line, right? It's about getting equipped. It's about making a difference in our society. The truth is what sets people free. But this is, what, this is what they're doing. This is what they're playing, right? This is the game. But see, you, you, we got it all wrong. We just need to tell, we, we don't need this anymore. We don't need this, is what they're saying. You know what we need? You know what the world needs? They just need the Joel Osteen inspirational cube. I thought when I first saw this, it was a parody. It's not. It's an actual commercial being aired right now. Watch this. This is gross. In today's uncertain times, life can feel overwhelming and leave you struggling for answers. But you can overcome life's challenges, wake up every morning inspired, and looking forward to each day. Introducing the Inspiration Cube, the easy-to-use portable audio system filled with life-changing messages of hope, guidance, and strength from Joel Osteen, one of the world's most inspiring spiritual leaders. You may feel today like you're trapped. 
That is not how your story ends. Some dreams are waking up. Hope is waking up. Abundance is waking up. With the simple push of a button, remove those negative thoughts with a new message to inspire your day. God is saying to you, you have struggled long enough. Unexpected blessings are coming your way. Over 400 of Joel's greatest inspirations ever assembled, all on this easy-to-use audio listening cube. It's all positive. It's not negative. Our lives are changed completely. Start each day with just a touch and sit back for a powerful message of hope, guidance, and inspiration. The forces that are for you are greater than the forces that are against you. It makes you really energized. God is in control of your life, and boy, have I seen blessings. He put the hope in my heart. Refuse the negative thoughts that prevent you from reaching your goals and take back control. You can't think negative thoughts and live a positive life. If you'll get your mind going in the right direction, your life will go in the right direction. It was almost like a friend was speaking to me. I'm at peace. My victory is already accounted for. The Inspiration Cube, filled with the best of the best from Joel Osteen for the ultimate collection of the most powerful daily inspirations ever assembled. Last time I checked, this is the most powerful daily inspirations ever assembled. Folks, this is how bad it's gotten today. And what really got me through the whole thing is people are encouraged, don't turn to the Bible, turn to a cube, an electronic cube by the king of fluff that will only tell you kinetho, pleasant things. Man, is that verse ever applicable for what's going on right now? But again, my point in bringing that up is this is why you're seeing witchcraft and the occult, just like Revelation 9 predicted 2,000 years ago, would uh, burst out on the scene on a global basis like you can't even dream, leading to the seven-year tribulation, the worst time in the history of mankind. Okay, so bad that people are going to st- actually worship demons, right, and get involved in all that stuff. Why? Because, number one, the church is keeping their mouth shut on it. They're not teaching the Bible. They're saying, pass the cube, okay? And number two, there's a mega promotion going on on a scale that I'm telling you, I don't even know if we're prepared to deal with at the same time. And that's why it's exploding. Two things. Church, keep your mouth shut. These guys are going nuts in promotion. They know what they're doing, folks. And so I want to expose how they're promoting people, encouraging them to get involved in the occult and certainly witchcraft. All right. Now, a couple of things just by way of recap, since we're, okay, how's it getting out there? Well, we already saw that feminism is basically a smokescreen to get uh, ladies specifically involved into witchcraft. So I'm not going to go over that again. We also saw that even politics, specifically the Democrat Party, is being invaded uh, with witchcraft and the occult. And that's what's behind a lot of the even recent movements with the BLM movement and things of that nature. We exposed all that. So that's another way that people are getting into it. Real quick, we've talked about this a little bit briefly, but I didn't show you too much proof. I want to give you a little bit of proof, but so is the environmental movement. The environmental movement is a smokescreen to get people involved into mother goddess worship, straight out of witchcraft, paganism. They don't say Father God, it's Mother Earth. We need to save Mother Earth. We need to listen to the voice of the earth, right? That's a violation of Romans chapter 1, where God's wrath, why is it being revealed from heaven? It says there, starting with verse 18, because people have the audacity to worship created things instead of the creator who is to forever be praised. Last time I checked, the earth is a created thing, right? God's the one who's the creator of the earth. It's crazy, but this is what's being promoted. But let me give you a little bit of uh, examples of how the environmental movement is really smokescreen to get people to worship the mother goddess, okay? Earth worship, okay? Let's take a look at that. Mr. Tobin, why, why should we care about Earth, dear Mother Earth? 
Mother Earth is the mother. She's the mother goddess. She's the one that we should be praising rather than raping. I mean, all of these people here today are here for one reason, because they're concerned about what's happening to the Earth, what mankind is doing to the Earth. I mean, the negative emotion that we carry around a lot of us is, is another contributor to it. I mean, it all feeds the moon. What we have to do is be true to ourselves. We're true to ourselves. We'll be true to Mother Earth. Mother Earth's going to be bountiful. She's going to give us everything we need. She has for a long time. We've lost our way. The pagans used to know how to do it. And the Indians, some of them still remember how to do it. The Earth is a living organism. We're killing the one we, we love the most, and she loves us. We've got we to praise our mother goddess. And back in this country, a provocative and timely question in the debate over energy policy. What would Jesus drive? This is the centerpiece of a new energy conservation campaign. But some say the gospel has no place in the debate over gasoline. Here's NBC's Don Teague. God saw that it was good. As and TV ad campaigns go, this is something different. Yet too many of the cars, trucks, and SUVs that are made that we choose to drive are polluting our air. Not because it carries an environmental message, but because of the audience it targets. So if we love our neighbor and we cherish God's creation, maybe we should ask, what would Jesus drive? What would Jesus drive? Huh? Environmental evangelism. It is the new way to raise awareness about global warming. Our Fox Religion correspondent, Lauren Green, joins us with more on that. Now, good morning. Who's pushing Green, Lauren? Hey, well, a lot of people, and it really is across the board, theoretically speaking, or religiously speaking. Here are the top Green religious people, according to Live Earth. We've got Reverend Joel Hunter. He's a senior pastor at Northland Church in Longwood, Florida. He actually was offered the head of the Christian Coalition, but turned it down because because he wanted to focus on issues like poverty and environmental protection. We've got Norman Hobble, he's a theology professor out of Australia. He edited something called the Earth Bible. Then of course there's Pope Benedict XVI, and yesterday he issued a statement that said, the people of faith must listen to the voice of the earth or risk destroying its very existence. We also have the Archbishop of Canterbury, Rome Williams, head of the Anglican Church, and of course the Buddhist leader, Dalai Lama. But one thing you should add to this list is the National Evangelical Association, because two years ago it issued a letter to 50,000 members of the churches, which means it's 30 million evangelicals saying that we affirm that God-given dominion is a sacred responsibility and that government has an obligation to protect its citizens from the effects of of environmental degradation. So it is a big movement all across the board. the kids were pledging allegiance not to God but to the earth 
Also, did you notice that the so-called millions, tens of millions of evangelical Christians, I don't want that big highfalutin thing to promote the Bible position. I want to work and help on climate change. Oh, what is this? And as you saw, I like the, is that, that was an old classic footage, but James Coburn, uh, who I believe is deceased, hopefully he knew Jesus Christ before he left this earth. Uh, but what's he say? Earth worship, Earth Day, all that stuff is what? Praising our mother goddess. The environmental movement, folks, is a smokescreen to pull people into, frankly, you'll find out, it's witchcraft. It's the occult. It's the goddess worship. They just basically turn the whole earth into Gaia, is the, the pagan uh, uh, deity that it was called back in the day. So, uh, so, but the church is going along with this. It's like, how could you go along with this? Well, I don't know. For years, you've been what? You haven't been teaching the Bible. And now all you're craving is the inspirational cube. And, and you only want to hear pleasant things. And, and let's just... Don't, don't talk about sin. Don't talk about hell. Don't talk about prophecy. Don't warn about witchcraft and the occult. That freaks people out. Let's talk about how we can all work together and hold hands and throw away our trash in appropriate bins. And we're going to save the planet. You're going to save the planet. Wait till you see what God does when the seven-year tribulation. It's going to be trashed. Right? What a waste of time. But that's so-called Christians. But, but what you saw there was at the very end, kids were doing that where? In school. Okay? Now, that brings us to the other area that it's being promoted, witchcraft. Go green, kids. Go green, shmeen, all that stuff, folks. It's pulling in the environmental movement so you can worship the earth, and let's all become one big, happy earth worship family, okay, as well. Now, again, uh, I don't have time to go into this. I just want to give you an example. You already saw the video, okay? But I want to share with you currently what is being taught in secular schools. Notice I use the word secular. What's the solution to this? It rhymes with homeschool. Anybody know what the word is? Homeschool, that's right, for those of you hooked on rhyming. Get your kids out of the sewer pipe, okay? Uh, that's what it is. And they're using the schools to brainwash the kids. Their own words are to prepare them for the new world order. They're not even hiding from that term anymore, right? They think that your kid belongs to them, not you, and that you have no right to build the morals into them. It's their job to do it. And they're using the schools to do it, Right? Why do you think, so I'm going to kick that can again, the Democrats have fought so hard against vouchers, school vouchers? Because then that would give people the ability to, I have to pay taxes our whole life with our kids have been homeschooled. But I've still had to pay taxes for something I will never use and never have. That's not right. Right? I'm being punished for my constitutional right. Right? Uh, but see, that's what it is. So they, they can't, because they want your kids in the school so they can brainwash them. Now, let me give you an idea. They're teaching witchcraft in schools. You may not believe me, but they're teaching all kinds of sewer pipes. See, you thought, you thought, oh, they're, you know, they'll, they'll be okay. You know, I went through that school and I came out okay. It ain't like what you and I went through. It was starting when you and I went to school, but it ain't like today. So don't use that line, right? You need to get them out of the sewer pipe. Okay. Well, today it's just, it's, everything goes except for God, Jesus, and the Bible in schools today you thought they're just going to go there to learn some math and some you know english are you kidding me let me give you just a short list it can all be verified of what is currently being taught in schools including witchcraft today earth worship big on earth worship earth day all that stuff folks they're past pantheism evolution socialized medicine world government and also they want to think it's a good thing animal rights that animals need to be seen as our brothers and sisters redistribution of american wealth to other nations 
It's almost like communists have taken over the educational system or something. But yeah, uh, uh, contraception and reproductive health. Uh, why would you want to do that? So they can get uh, thinking sexual thoughts and start having fornication uh, earlier on, so they can uh, promote abortion, the baby mill, the baby murder mill. Uh, as we expose that in our study on abortion, debt forgiveness to third world nations. Folks, have we even talked about arithmetic or English yet? No, this is what's being taught in secular school, and we ain't even done yet. Adoption of the gay rights agenda, transgenderism, all that stuff, folks, is being taught in school. How to become a Muslim, how to be a good Muslim, celebrate the Muslim holidays. That's all being in school. Uh, we expose that in our Muslim study. The elimination of the right to bear arms. Why would they teach kids to that? Uh, setting aside massive amounts of private land where no human presence is allowed. That's in the United States of America. Right? Turn America back to the wall. Altered states of consciousness, astrology, other forms of divination. This is in school, folks. Spiritism, magic, spells, sorcery, occult charms, and symbols, solstice rites. Uh, as we saw with witchcraft, sacred sex and serpent worship is being taught in schools, folks. Okay, and not only that, human sacrifice. And I quote, students are given lessons on death education and lessons to advocate the cultural endorsement of abortion and euthanasia. Get rid of those old folks. They're costing the system too much money. Uh, as a way to prepare the new generation to accept many forms of new sacrifice, such as the notion of sacrificing oneself for the common good. I'm telling you, the next study in our AI study is going to deal with this and expose this. Basically, the movie Logan Run is becoming our reality, right? And they're brainwashing kids to think, when we tell you it's time to die for the common good, you need to die. What does this got to do with math or English or spelling, right? One person stated this, is this what our children should be learning? Should schools turn children into earth and spirit worshipers? Should parents pay property taxes for public schools to promote pagan religions? Uh, the answer is no. But that's what's going on, and they keep getting away with it. You know why? Because the church is keeping their mouth shut. Pass the cube. Pass the cube. What's, I, I don't want to hear that negativity. Boop. Number 27. Learn to be a better you. Think positive. Isn't this nuts? That's exactly what's happening. Okay, but it's being, it's being taught. You wonder why Wicca is on the rise. Okay, now the next one. We talked a little bit about this before, too. It's being promoted in the music industry, witchcraft, Wicca as well. Uh, we saw that with our expose of Beyonce, and she admits that she's possessed with a demon called Sasha that gives her her special abilities. We also saw this with uh, the, the, the blues player Robert Johnson, The Crossroads, the movie that was made uh, by that. Uh, with the uh, Ralph Macchio Karate Kid guy, uh, but basically based on where the music people sell their soul to the devil to give special abilities, and that stuff really goes on. Okay, we expose that, okay? And I'm not going to go into that, but I want to give you another one. Uh, I'm telling you, the music industry is flooded with the occult witchcraft, and it, it, it used to be like, well, if you went to some, one of their secret parties and stuff, you might find out that that's what they're involved in. They ain't doing that anymore. They're flat out using their music as a platform to encourage people, not just in the music themselves, but using social media and things and just getting connected with this music artist. They're instructing them how to get involved in witchcraft. Now, one of them is uh, a recent one, Azealia Banks. Thanks to Chris for these fantastic clips. And folks, they're not hiding it anymore. The music industry is flat out saying, come on, I'm a witch. Don't you want to be one too? Watch this. Hi, I'm Gabby Bess. I'm headed to Foxgrove Studios to meet with musician Azealia Banks for Broadly Meets. Recording artist Azealia Banks landed a record deal at the age of 17. 
By the age of 20, she shot to fame with her breakout single, 212. Despite her obvious talent, Azealia is well known for controversy. The rapper separated from XL Recordings and then Interscope, all before her debut album, Broke With Expensive Taste, was even released. Infamous for her unabashed opinions and Twitter feuds, which have even spread to our own broadly correspondence, Azealia Banks is truly an independent artist whose work deserves a closer look. Thanks for inviting me to your studio. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming and check me out. You've tweeted sometimes about witchcraft, like very cryptically. Do you practice magic? What What are your favorite spells? The egg spell. The egg spell? You cleanse yourself with an egg, right? Pass the egg all over yourself, praying for all of your negativity to go away into the egg, right? But usually you do it like when somebody with you to get like what the person is doing off of you and crack it in the crossroad and you walk away and you don't look back. That works. When did that start? My mother practiced what you would call like a spiritismo, like white table magic, prayers for the ancestors and prayers to saints and cleansing and praying for protection and all type of like that, you know? You know, my mother used to be doing like all kind of like, you know, candles and crazy and then she'd be playing DMX, like ironing my Catholic school uniform, you know, like putting my little like Bible study book in my book bag and I'm like walking out the house like, right, oh, duh. Hey guys, it's AB. I'm in the witch cave right now. Now, I just wanted to come here to you in the witch cave today, you know, because I've been talking a lot of today and just wanted to give you guys a real, um, a real peek at what it's about. The amount of that's about to come off my floor right now, guys. Oh my. Three years worth of brujeria. And what was the brujeria? Remember that? In our study in the world religion of South America? That's witchcraft. And that's the rituals. What you saw was the remains of three years of witchcraft rituals on her floor that she was trying to scrape up. In the music industry. Not just in the music not just when you happen to go to one of their parties and get exposed or the concert, but now they're out flat out saying, I'm a witch. Oh, and by the way, did you notice how her Catholic upbringing merged perfectly, apparently, and was not a big supposed contradiction? So, I don't know. If you think that's bad, while all this is going on, you wonder why witchcraft's on the rise? What's the church doing? Pass the cube. You got a cube? Where's my cube? I can't find my cube. You got a cube? Can I borrow your cube? It's nuts, folks. This is why it's on a massive rise. But again, that's not all. And she's not the only one, folks. This is a whole movement down there. Uh, if you look at the art, you look at the pictures, they give you signals. We talked about symbols and hand signs and secret, you know, wait till we get to the secret societies, Lord willing, if we're still alive and still here. There's all that means something, you know, with the triangles and things over the eye and things. That, it's all occult signaling, folks. And the music industry, the movies industry is flooded with it as well. It's, and so, again, this is massive. And again, parents say, well, it's just music. Yeah, maybe I don't like it, but my kid likes it. It's no big deal. Well, see, your kid likes it. They only get exposed to the music. Okay. Um, and, and which, by the way, okay, let's talk about this. If I were to uh, encourage you to do something sinful with words, like, hey, go eat chicken, right? 
And then let's say I just kept saying that. Go eat chicken. Go eat chicken. Go eat chicken. And then throw in a chorus once in a while. Hey, at KFC, keep feeling cruddy. That's what it stands for. You know, if I just, and if I just kept saying that over and over again, right? Okay, but pick another sin, you know, because maybe you guys don't consider that a sin, but some people do, right? But if I were to keep doing that, that would be wrong with me. That would be horrible, right? But let's say that somebody encouraged you, like, let's just pick a sin. Let's say uh, uh, sexual immorality was mentioned in our text here. Somebody came up to you and they were encouraging you literally in your face. Or you're in a car ride. And they were say, hey, hey, why don't, you, why don't you do some sexual morality? Hey, hey, over here, commit some, what would you do? Dude, sh- shut it up. What, sh- shut your mouth. What are you doing? But apparently it's okay if they sing it to me. <laughs> Folks, that's the lyric, pay it, lyric, music. Oh, it doesn't have an effect. They're, they're putting sin and occult an anti-God, anti-Jesus, rotten, murderous behavior to music. And somehow it's okay. It doesn't affect the kids, but it's getting worse. It's full-blown the occult. And it ain't just music. They're using their platform, their concerts, their uh, I- being idols, and they're using it to promote witchcraft, as you saw. Again, that's just the music industry. Uh, the next one's the media. And the media is just, what I mean, is just it's a hodgepodge of everything. Everything's going media. Right uh, now, this could be books. It could be movies. There's all kinds of media. Uh, like, for instance, the books or the movies of Harry Potter. We've already dealt with that in great detail, but that's a massive, as we saw statistically, reason why there's such a, a rise of witchcraft and occult. Okay, as a form of media. Another form of media could be cartoons like Disney. Right, you can say it's magic, but really, what you're promoting uh, is witchcraft and the occult. As we saw, basically, apparently, Disney's. We went through a world study. Uh, where did they get their inspiration? Find some country around the world that's involved in some sort of pagan practice. We'll make a cartoon out of it. Right, as we saw before. But I have to give you another one. They just came out recently with another one that uh, there is just flat out witchcraft. Right, big time promotion, uh, and it's called the Owl House. As we saw before, owls are big in witchcraft and things of that nature. Uh, but this is their latest, one of their latest cartoons they're out there promoting for kids to watch, training them to be a good witch and that it's just a wonderful life. If you've got a messed up home, just do witchcraft. That'll be your new home. All right, let's take a look at that. Hi there, I'm Luz Noceda. So this one day, I found a portal and ended up someplace I could have never imagined. Okay, well, I totally have imagined it. But this is even better. This is the Boiling Isles, and it's amazing. The kind of place you just want to wake up every day and say, Good morning, terrifying fantasy world. Good morning. Such friendly neighbors. And this is the Owl House, the best place on the Isles. Hoot hoot. That's Hootie. Hoot hoot. He's always hanging around. Oh, jeez. The Owl House is where I live with... The King of Demons. Look at that cutie pie. I am not your cutie pie. Yes, you are. I know. And Ida the Owl Lady. The most powerful witch on the Boiling Isles. Wait, I better let her say it. The most powerful witch on the Boiling Isles. She's fierce. She's fearless. Oh, no. Please stop. And someday, I'm going to be just like her. Want to see more of the Isles? Just a short staff ride away is the town of Bonesboro. Is there anything better than people watching in the demon realm? The marketplace has the best stuff in town. What has four hooves and wants to buy a potion? My eyes are down here. There's the library. And Hexide, the most amazing magic school ever. Ta-da! Look, I even got an A+. So, that's the Isles. I know sometimes it can seem a little different. And very stinky. And gross. But if you look at it from a different perspective, it looks just like home. The Owl House. Yeah, you got a messed up home? Eh, try witchcraft. 
There'll be a new home for you. If you don't think this has an effect on kids, wait till you see the final video. That's exactly why this one girl turned to witchcraft was because the cartoons she watched on Disney. Okay, uh, but then that's just uh, 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 cartoons, you know, books, uh, movies, uh, cartoons, and, and then again, Hollywood. Of course, we saw it. I can't get into this too deep. We've already dealt with this. We've already seen many examples of why people get involved in witchcraft is because it's not just the cartoons, but the movies they watch. Uh, encourage them to go down that route. Let me give you just a quick, uh, just the last couple years uh, of, a, of a list of just a few of the movies that are promoting witchcraft uh, that are coming out. Uh, Nocturne, The Third Day, uh, Gretel and Hansel, The Grudge, Black Christmas, Dr. Sleep, uh, Luz, same character as the cartoon on Disney, uh, Luz, The Flower of Evil, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, uh, Ready or Not, Fantastic Beasts, they've made a couple of those. Um, the Burial of Kojo, Helmington, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, We've Always Lived in the Castle, Hell House, The Winds, Suspira, The Devil's Doorway, Primal Rage, The Pledge, The Witch in the Window, Constantine, City of Demons, The Field Guide to Evil, Don't Leave Home, Luz 2, uh, They Remain, Hereditary, Mandy, The Babysitter, Muse, Hagazusa, uh, The Ritual, Tokyo Vampire Hotel, Mother, Veronica, Death Note, Jackals, Double Date, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, Nocturne, November, Get Out, Brackenmore, Fantastic Beats, again another one, The Night of the Virgin, uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, The Void, Without Name, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, Rupture, A Dark Sum, The Birch, The Neon Demon, Raw, Darkness, The Wailing, The Girl Without Hands, The Alchemist Cookbook, The Love Witch, Hell House, LLC, The Last Witch Hunter, Regression, Demons, Southbound, Devil's Candy, The Childhood of a Leader, uh, she, mu- she Who Must Burn, Embrace the Serpent, Tale of Tales, Ava's Possessions, The Imitation, The Circle, Ivy, The Hollow, uh, Bridgend, uh, Partisan, and that's just a teeny tiny portion of just the last couple of years out of a list of 466 on just one link I looked at. I'm sure there's a ton more B-movies and all kinds of other Hollywood movies. Oh, and by the way, that was just movies. That's not a list of the shows and the sitcoms out there promoting this stuff as well. And you don't think this has an influence on people? Are you kidding me? And if that wasn't bad enough, look at all the different ways that witchcraft's out there. We ain't even done yet, folks. How about the internet? Witches know exactly what they're doing. In fact, another sneaky thing that they've done is uh, the Harry Potter, um, that the movie, you would click on it, and then you keep following the links, and they'll take you straight to witchcraft sites. And the witches are loving Witches admit Harry Potter has done more for them than anything in the history of witchcraft. But, but they, they're out there on the internet, okay? Now, let me give you a couple examples. You just got to rip through these things. And I'm talking every form of media. They're out there promoting witchcraft. I mean, down to the instructions, right? Let's start with YouTube, right? I don't have, we, we'll, we could be, I'm not joking, years just flipping through YouTube channels of all the channels promoting witchcraft. And it's growing every day, right? Let me just give you a couple of them. This one's called Spells 8, okay? And it literally gives you uh, video after video after your literally minute instructions of every ritual you could possibly think of, spells, all the recruitments, all the tools, everything you need, how-to instructions on how to get involved in witchcraft. All for free for anybody anywhere in the world to watch. 
That's just one. Here's another one, the Green Witch, very popular. There's a lot of witch celebrities online and things of that nature, encouraging people to go down that route. And not just young, but uh, uh, even older folks who've been in witchcraft for a long time, they've learned to, hey, promote it on YouTube. Uh, this is one lady on her site called the House of Witchcraft. And she, here she is with her welcoming YouTube video. Hello, hello. Welcome to the House of Witchcraft. I'm Taryn S., an old school witch that's been in the community for almost 40 years now. And this is my corner of the web. On my website, I hope you find articles that are inspiring and empowering. And on our YouTube channel, it's all things witchy. And I really hope you check us out. Thanks so much. Hope you have a bright, blessed day. I don't think so, witch lady. Wow. I don't know what was scarier. That video and what she's doing or, or this kind of a greet. I don't know. I mean, that was just me personally. But uh, can you believe this? And you wonder why, as a ministry, we look for any possible way we can electronically as a new way to share the gospel why is it the last two weeks i've been jazzed about amazon music we launched on amazon because it's another one and you know we would talk about oh, we're here pretty soon we're probably gonna launch on parlor that's another it just came out Woo! why why is that why should that why should that thrill us you know why because the witches and the occult are doing the same thing and the church and mass is keeping their mouth shut and they're riding this way free and where's the Christians? Where's the Christians to counter this? Where's the Christians to warn people in love? Well, we are, praise God. But where, why, where, where's everybody else? But that's what's happening to the church. Pass the cube, right? Churches today are passing the cube and arguing over whether or not we should have drums or should we use the overhead projector. It's nuts when you're missing a golden opportunity to use the media and the electronics while we still have the freedom to use it and counter this out of love for people who are getting sucked into these dark arts. It's nuts, but that's what's going on today. Okay, but that's just YouTube speaking the internet. Uh, we also have social media. Okay, in Amasa, it just seems like every month there's a new one popping out there. Uh, but let's deal with some of the classic Facebook. Okay, I'll just give you a couple screenshots to show you, uh, unfortunately, how prevalent uh, Wicca and witchcraft is. This is just a screenshot. Just If you have a Facebook account, just do a general search, and you will scroll for days. I'm not joking. Days and days. It just does not end. The amount of Wicca, as you can see there, all different kinds uh, for Wicca for beginners, Wicca slash paganism, uh, uh, and, and on and on it goes. Just scrolling and scrolling. But you know what? If you search long enough, this was cool. I had to share this with you. Right? Look what pops up there. Get a Life Media Ministry, Witchcraft, and the Rise of Wicca Part 17. Yeah. Right? So we're out there doing something. I wish, I wish we weren't the only ones. And I'm sure there's some other ones too. But man, where's the church in mass? No, you know what we're doing? Pass the cube. Don't tell me nothing negative. I, I, that's going to I can't I won't be able to deal with it today I won't be able to get out of bed unless I push that button and tell me only pleasant things make up a story I don't care just don't give me that Bible it's nuts folks that's what's going on 
uh, today. Uh, but that's not the only one. Twitter, of course, I'll just give you a quick example. Same thing. You just do a quick thing. First thing that pops up is Wicca Academy. Learn to do your, your purification ritual and stuff. And I'm telling you, folks, you can scroll and scroll and scroll, and you'll be there forever. Right? So social media is a huge mega platform. That's why it's being there. Now, there's a, a recent one that just came out. And again, do you think the witches wait around for? No, I'm telling you, this needs to be our mentality even more so than what we are. As soon as something new comes out, we need to be right there with, with God's word. Right? The latest one just came to TikTok, which was supposed to be banned. And after you're going to see what you're going to see, what they're doing on there, uh, it really should be banned. Right? And not just for Big Brother related issues. Okay? But with TikTok, they have a Witch Talk channel on TikTok. I'll just give you a little taste of it. Watch what they're using. This brand new one. Kids are, parents don't even know what kids are doing on their apps, on their phones, what they're watching. But witches are already there, giving them explicit details of how to do witchcraft personally, in school, male, female, you name it. And then watch what they do to Jesus at the end. This is nuts. For some easy spells and when I made TikToks doing the spells they got removed so I'm just gonna tell you guys how to do them instead of actually performing it myself. Uh, so what you're gonna need is a marker, sticky notes, moon water, and two cups. At 3 a.m. you're gonna take the two cups and on one of the cups you're gonna write on the sticky note what you have and on the other cup you're gonna put the sticky note that's what you want and in the cup that has what you have you're gonna fill it with moon water and then you're gonna pour it into the cup that is what you want and then you drink it and that's all for me to be a Christian and a witch. I just have a couple things to say about that. Immaculate conception. Witchcraft. Rising from the dead. Witchcraft. Stars leading to a baby. Witchcraft. Gifts of frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Witchcraft. Walking on water. Witchcraft. Turning water into wine. Witchcraft. Healing people instantaneously. Witchcraft. How could somebody even think that? You've now denigrated the miracles of Jesus Christ and accused him of being a sorcerer. Now, you know what that's called? That is contextually what's called the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, in order for that to fully happen, Jesus has to be here physically. In the context there in Matthew, when that did occur, the people were accusing Jesus of doing his miracles under the power of Satan. And he says, oh, everything's going to be forgiven, but not that one. Because you're blaspheming this Holy Spirit. Because he's doing it by the power of the Spirit of God. And you're saying he was doing it by this, quote, power of Satan. That's the blasphemy of the Spirit. Which we talked in our study so many different times because that's one of the most abused texts in the world. Oh, they went bowling. That's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You'd, you talk bad about that preacher. That's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. No, it's not. Read the Bible. It's accusing Jesus of doing his miracles that it's being done with Satan's power. But he's got to be there physically in his face. So, so technically. But, but that's really what she's doing. But how could she get away with that? How could that even come out of somebody's mouth? Well, I've got a theory that goes like this. You see, in the church today, uh, nobody wants to hear this anymore. In fact, so much so that that's the only people that they'll hire is people who eventually comes out with the inspirational cube. And if you, if in that pulpit, if you tell me anything negative, then I'm either going to fire you or I'm going to leave, and I'm taking my money with you. That's the baloney that's going on in churches today. And that's why young girls can grow up in our society and accuse Jesus of doing his miracles with the occult. Because the churches keep their mouths shut. And in our whole study, I said this so many times, but I did it on purpose. Every week, it was not hard to find a passage, Old Testament, New Testament, where God says, don't get involved in this stuff. He calls it on the carpet because it leads people down a dark, demonic path. And it's our job to let them know. But this is what's going on, okay, with these uh, 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 people uh, in the social media. Okay, and again, they're not just merging it with Catholicism and Catholicism kind of merges with that. But again, now they're twisting Christianity and again, Christian witch. Well, if you never studied the Bible and nobody ever warned you about witchcraft and and it's all about you and whatever makes you feel good. People fall for it. And again, it's because of the promotion of Wicca on a massive scale in all these different arenas, and there's other ones, but that's all we've got time for, okay? But at the same time, the church is keeping their mouth shut. And oh, by the way, I just got to share this. That's just still scraping the surface, just even still on the internet thing. I just did a general search for two words, witchcraft and Wicca. When I just typed in uh, witchcraft, it came back with 55,800,000 results. 55,800,000 results. Not 55 55 million. Now, here's what's crazy. I typed in right after that, and I wrote that stat down. I said, well, let's put in Wicca, though. Wicca came back with 76,300,000. Over 20,000 more. Why? Because, as we said, when you repackage witchcraft with the new name, it makes it more palatable. That's why. And that's all they've done. But 76 million Sites for Wicca, 55 for witchcraft, and you wonder why. In fact, it's getting so bad that they're now allowing Wiccan ritual so-called prayers in the government. Watch this. The Iowa House of Representatives started the day Thursday with a controversial prayer by a Wiccan priestess, prompting some Christian leaders in the state to call for a prayer protest, calling it an unprecedented challenge to Iowa's spiritual life. This is the first time a Wiccan prayer has been performed at the legislature. Some lawmakers decided to skip the prayer, while others stayed and silently protested by turning their backs to the prayer. Oh, yeah, that's going to make a difference. 
right? You have the audacity to come in here and, and do an occult prayer in, in, in our government building. Don't make me turn my back to you. Don't make me do it. I'm serious. You keep it up. Oh, and, and then not only that, what was the so-called church's response? Well, they, they said they were going to have a prayer protest. Oh, yeah. Don't make me, don't make me have a prayer protest. You know, I, I'm not going to say nothing. I won't quote the Bible. I certainly won't teach the Bible. I won't share from the Bible why this is wrong. I won't even have a rational discussion with you. I won't warn you in love from the Bible why you need to get away from this. I, I'm just going to be over here. Are you, are you kidding me? And you wonder why this stuff keeps going on. How about say something? How about say God calls us an abomination? In fact, let me warn you all here in this facility right now. Deuteronomy 18. Do not imitate the detestable practices of the nations before you. That's why God took those nations out. The abomination of witchcraft and sorcery and medianships and omen, etc. Why not do that? Do you think that might sting a little bit? Of course it was. Because the word of God, when it preaches, it doesn't just encourage. It'll correct you and rebuke you in love. God corrects you for your own good. He rebukes you because he loves you. He sees you going down a dangerous path. But really, all you're going to say is, oh, don't make me do it. Don't, don't make me. I'm going to get you now. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make a big difference. I'll be over here doing this. That's the other thing. That gets me, too. You know what we're going to do? We're going to protest with 30 seconds of silence. I'd rather have you 30 seconds of barfing. I'm serious. That's more profitable. Silence. Oh, oh, that's it. Oh, you're going out of bounds right now, man. Oh, you're leading us down a path that's destructive. Oh, you're promoting witchcraft. Don't make me do it. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, see? See, I'm winning. I'm making a difference. Are you kidding me? This is nuts. Because you know what? 30 seconds of silence is what people prefer rather than this. Because you know what? In that silence, you don't hear anything negative. What they call negative, but it's really for your good. You see how twisted it's become? You wonder why witchcraft is on the rise? Because the church is saying, pass the cube, Bob. And they're keeping their mouths shut. And even when you have easy examples to make a difference, all you do is turn your back and keep your mouth shut. You wonder why in Revelation 9 it's going to get so stinking bad that the church and mass will keep their mouth shut and the witchcraft will be promoted. And you know what you're going to end up with? You're going to end up with a society in the seven-year tribulation where they'll actually be worshiping demons and committing murders on a massive scale. And they still won't repent. They'll be involved in their idolatry and stuff. And God warned about that 2,000 years ago, and we're seeing it happen. Which to me means that's in the seven-year tribulation. Woo-hoo. Rapture's got to be getting close because that society, folks, is here. You stir all this together, the media and everything we saw, man, I tell you what, it's going to explode. There's going to be an occult explosion. It's already happening. But I'm telling you, it's going to grow exponentially and it's going to lead to the last days as what we saw. But that's what we need to do. What do we do? We finish strong. We don't turn our back. We don't keep our mouth shut. We don't do 30 seconds of silence. We don't have a prayer protest. Not against prayer, but speak up. You know what I'm saying? People got to know. You preach the word, you be a faithful church, 
in season, out of season, whether people like it, lump it, or leave it or not, or you get threatened, or they take you off the channel, or you launch on this media to reach these people and they shut you off, well, go find another one and keep doing it until Christ takes you home. That's what we need to do. Because you know what? There are people, I'm not saying everybody will respond, but there are people who will respond. Now, they may not get it from a church anymore because most churches are playing this game. But we can be out there electronically. We could be here when they come in our midst or individually when we're out there doing the work of ministry and we could lead them to Christ. Like this girl. Somebody loved her enough to tell her the truth about Jesus. And she not only got saved, but notice how she'll get involved into witchcraft. Her home life was messed up and she was searching for answers. And watch what it was that influenced her to start going down the occult. Let's take a look at this. An 18-year-old that was a friend of a family sexually abused me. I was nine at the time. And so that, more than anything, it really messed with me. In addition to being sexually abused as a young girl, Hunter Osborne suffered physical and emotional abuse as well. My mom looking at me as being physically unattractive and saying, I'm sorry that you are born with the ugly genes. Um, I'm sorry your head is misshapen. My nickname was Ugly Smugly by her, and she had a little song she would sing sometimes with it. When she would be angry, which was, was often, she would grab whatever was near and just hit us over the head. She'd get frustrated and smack us. My self-image as a child was broken almost before life even got started. Much of the abuse continued throughout her teen years. I was struggling to find acceptance, someone just to love me, someone to um, prefer me. She became curious about witchcraft because of the control it promised. Growing up, we would watch shows on Disney Channel like The Worst Witch or Hocus Pocus, and I always loved these witches. It seemed innocent, it seemed fun, it seemed intriguing. It seemed so cool to have that kind of power. Hunter practiced witchcraft for over seven years. I bought every book on witchcraft. I recognized I was a very spiritual person. I believed in a divine power. When we cast spells, it's just like saying a prayer. And um, we believe that as long as you don't harm anyone, do whatever you want. She says her sexual activities began to take on a darker nature. I was constantly with guys trying to search for that knight in shining armor, that rescuer, that guy that was going to be the one. I constantly cohabitated with anyone that I was with. I believe that in order to truly understand who I am spiritually, I need to be sexually free. That began a very dark period. That period culminated one unnerving weekend in Chicago. December of 05, we were in a hotel room and I was in bed by myself, but I suddenly became very aware of a very dark presence. I was paralyzed and I just knew if I pulled down my covers, I would see a dark image above me. I was just so afraid, but eventually I broke free of that paralysis and I pulled down the covers and nothing was there, but it rocked me. It was so scary. The encounter made Hunter question her lifestyle. Then she took a job at a local bookstore. All the women at this bookstore, they were all believers, fierce, godly women. And I was very loud and proud about my witchcraft. And because I was so vocal about it, this one particular older woman, she knew exactly how to meet me where I was at and she started speaking the love of God to me. We could have these little discussions, and she would keep pointing me to Scripture. Over time, Hunter's heart began to change. 
I mean, God was just prompting, prompting, prompting. They kept referring to Jesus. I had heard that this one church in our community was huge, and I knew if I went, nobody would notice me. Hunter began attending this church and was later invited to a Bible study. I did not know the biblical God. I didn't know who he was. But it talks about they bowed down and worshiped, made things, the creature instead of the creator. And that definitely penetrated my heart with witchcraft. During a conversation with the pastor, Hunter realized her need for Christ. I know that God pulled back the veil of who he was, and I saw sin for what it was, and I saw sin in my life. And recognizing the depravity and the depth of my sin and the bondage of my sin. But I did also hear the good news of Jesus, and he explained to me that salvation comes through faith alone, through Christ alone, and believing in him. And that very moment, I believed. Hunter accepted Christ and began to mature in her faith. I bought myself a Bible. I wanted to know God. I wanted to know Him more. Everything that I possibly could do, um, I wanted to be of Christ. I had lived such a dark life. I was in. I didn't want that life anymore. I was done with that life. It was, it was not going anywhere. It was on a very fast track to a dark place. I knew I still wanted to be married, but it was different. I did not have a desire to pursue men anymore. I knew that if God wanted me to be married, He would bring to me a godly man who loved Him. God did bless Hunter with a godly husband, Chad, who was a pastor, and four beautiful children. The only man I wanted to have my heart in such a way was Christ's. Um, He was that knight in shining armor that I was looking for. As soon as he revealed himself to me, the truth of who he was, I knew that, that I was satisfied. My soul was satisfied. All the emptiness in my heart, the hole in my heart, he filled. And how did she find that out? Somebody loved her enough to speak up. Not pass the Joel Osteen inspirational cube to her. They spoke up from God's word. And she's set free to this day. That's what we need to do. That's how we need to finish. We need to be a part of the solution, not the prophetic problem that's going on to this day. They're going to have to stand before God. Lord willing, in our next section, as this finishes out this section, uh, we're going to, uh, speaking of courthouses and government, we're going to deal with Satanism and the rise of devil worship. Who would have thought that actual statues of Baphomet would be going up in our own country, across our country, courthouses, state houses, government facilities under the supposed twisting of the First Amendment that if you can have Ten Commandments up there, then you can have a statue celebrating Satanism up there. And look at how gross that is with the kid looking up at the Baphomet figure, Satanism, with the hand gesture. Folks, this is going on right now in our country and we're going to deal with that, Lord willing, next time. And uh, you wonder why there's such an increase of the occult activity. Back to Revelation 9, as we close, it said they would not stop worshiping demons. What are demons? Demons are fallen angels. Satan is a what? A fallen angel. Would people not just worship demons, but even the fallen angel, i.e. Satan? Folks, I'm telling you, that is the latest thing. And guess who they're merging with? 
the, the liberalism, the socialism, homosexuality, all that same movement, Satanism is right there with open arms as well. It's almost like they're working from the same camp. Well, hi, this is Billy Crone of Get Life Ministries, and I hope you were blessed with this study. But in closing, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? Before you answer that, let me share a couple things that the Bible says. Did you know that the Bible says that God is holy and that we are not? And the wages of our sin or unholiness is death? In other words, we deserve to die and go straight to hell and be separated from God for all eternity. This is the great cosmic dilemma. God who is holy and we are not, how can we have a relationship with Him? The two will never mix. Now, to make matters worse, we don't even want to admit this, even though God already knows He's God. And so God, out of love, gave us something called the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were not something to just memorize or stick on your wall or give the appearance of being a religious person. The Ten Commandments were God's divine x-ray, if you will, into our heart and soul to reveal this truth that we need to admit. And that is this, that God is holy and that we are not. We are disqualified for heaven. So let's take a look at that divine x-ray that God's trying to get us to realize. Uh, the, the Ten Commandments, the, the ninth one says, you shall not bear false witness. That's lying. Okay. How many guys have ever told a lie? Raise your hand. Okay. Well, if you didn't raise your hand, you just did. You just told a lie because we've all done that. Well, that makes us a liar. The, another Ten Commandments says that you shall not steal. Don't ever take anything without permission. How many of you guys uh, have ever done that? Well, you guys already said you're a bunch of liars. All of our hands should have went up on that one. And for being honest, God already knows. Folks, we've all taken something. We've stolen something, right? That makes us a thief. Another Ten Commandments says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. He's not just holy. Even His name is holy. Hey, folks, let's be honest. If you can believe it, even the name of Jesus Christ uh, has been turned into a common cuss word. Well, the Bible says that's a sin of blasphemy. Now we're a, a blasphemer. The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus said, here's His standard. Uh, uh, even if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you committed adultery in your heart. Wow, so now we're an adulterer. The Bible says you shall not murder. And you might think, well, hey, at least I haven't done that one. Really? Again, the Bible says that the sin of hatred, wishing somebody was dead, okay, that, that's the same thing. Uh, it's akin to the sin of murder. It's just you pulled the trigger in your heart, but God sees the heart. Hey, folks, that's just five out of ten. How are you doing? You still think you're going to get to heaven? On your own? You still think that you're qualified, that you're holy like God, and you could bridge the gap and have a relationship with Him forever? I don't think so. I mean, what do we just see? You're going to stand before God, and so am I. We all are. And we're going to have to give an account for who we are. Hey, hey, God, let me in. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a liar. I, I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer. I'm an adulterer. I'm a murderer. And the Scripture is very clear, folks. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of God. We're in trouble. But folks, here's the good news. The Bible says that if we would just admit that, that's the first step, to admit that God is holy, that I'm not, I'm disqualified for heaven, I need a Savior. If we would admit that and then ask for the Savior to save us. That, that's what God was doing with Jesus. God gave us His Son, Jesus Christ. He took the death penalty in our place so that we could be completely forgiven of everything we've ever done and be made holy through Jesus, so that we can now have a relationship with God, both here and now and forever in heaven. We can become qualified. The word that the Bible uses is a word called pardon. 
that God is willing to pardon us of all of our sins and crimes that we've committed against Him and disqualified us, that disqualified us for heaven, right? And we've actually seen this work in real life. Uh, for instance, uh, there's been people who have committed crimes, gone to court, the gavel's been passed, the judges said, hey, listen, we all know you're guilty, uh, you even admit you're guilty, and uh, for your crimes, you're going to not just jail, you're going to uh, await in jail to go to the death penalty. And did you know that there actually is a way that somebody could get off of death row? It's called a pardon. The one in the authority, the governor, can grant what's called a pardon for that person's crimes, and they literally can go free. Not because of something they did, because the deeds are already done, you can't undo it. Not because of they tried to clean up their act while they were stuck in the jail cell, because that doesn't change anything. But simply out of mercy, the person who has the authority can give them a pardon, and they can go free. And did you know, it's actually on historical record, that there have been people who have been granted a pardon from the death penalty, and they've refused to take it. And so, even though the offer was there to be set free, they themselves still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, in a nutshell, that's what God's doing every single day with all of us this side of heaven. While you still have breath, you still have an opportunity to receive God's pardon. He's willing to forgive you of all your sins if you would just receive His pardon through Jesus Christ. Again, that's what He was doing on the cross. The cross was the death penalty of the day. But since we weren't there, and since we can't earn it, it's a gift from God, you have to receive that by faith. Reach out even today from your own spiritual jail cell, if you will, and say yes to Jesus and God's pardon so that you can be set free and go to heaven. The Bible says that if you will confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the grave, you will be saved. Hey, folks, if that's you, don't delay. You may not even have tomorrow. Today could be your last day. Please accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth He is the Lord. Believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the grave, and the Bible says you will be saved. Well, this has been Billy Crone of Get Life Ministries. If there's anything that we could do for you, our information and, and number will come up here shortly. And please don't hesitate to contact us. But remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless.